Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Well, I sounded seductive there. Yeah, that was kind of breathy. Yeah, it's like I'm hosting Quiet Storm. Maybe I am. Would you like this show to be called Balloon Party or Quiet Storm? There's poll question one. Would you just like me to go away? Right. There's poll question two. I think we might have an overwhelming vote there. <laughs> we have a majority. Uh, text in your answer, 65780. Uh, Jackson has attacked the 618. He's attacked the Fighting Illini. Uh, they're in action tonight. Your Fighting Tigers are in action tonight, and uh, the Fighting Billikens are in action tonight as well. College basketball galore. Here yeah. they come. You're probably ready to get locked in. Yeah, it's a great, I love a good Tuesday night for college basketball. It's always a great night for college basketball. Tuesdays and Saturdays, that's where I really settle in. Watch some college hoops. Uh, I'm jealous of that. I honestly am. I oh, wish I, I could it. get into it. Maybe tonight I will. I'm, yeah. gonna sit, I'm just going to settle in. Six o'clock, Billikens in LaSalle. Mm-hmm. All right. Then the Fighting Tigers in Vanderbilt in Illinois taking on Purdue. Right. I'm going to settle in. There you I'm go. going to commit to it, and I'll see what I come away with. Absolutely. Can I get engaged? Maybe. Can I get engaged? Maybe. Billikens are trying to make a run. Missouri may or may not have a head coaching change. <laughs> yeah. Illinois is taking on one of the best teams in the country. Illinois, maybe they're a little underrated. Uh, I don't know. So we'll see. This is your chance. This is your chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Uh, Tim, anything is better than balloon party. i got to explain. I'll do the explanation. It's my official disclaimer every week. I loved Joe Strauss. I feel like the void Joe, Sta- Joe Strauss left has not been filled, but I didn't expect it to because Joe Strauss didn't write for social media. So it was kind of old school, and I like that. So therefore, you're not writing for likes, and I like not caring about social media, even though it's probably not good for my income. But I got to be honest again. And uh, and he would mock when stations, radio, television, would not cover the big stories locally and then do like a distraction story, and he would call it a balloon party. And so as a tribute to Joe Strauss, because I already have my podcast, which has been around since 2017, called The Tim McKernan Show, and they said, what would you like to call this? I go, oh, I'll do a tribute to Joe Strauss, and I'll call it balloon party, thinking that the name of the show wouldn't matter in any way. And I'll be real honest with you. I want to have that one back. <laughs> I want to have that one back. Now, what can we do about it? I don't know. I don't have a great answer for you. It's already in the podcast world. Yeah. And there's no, we're not going back on it. I like it. It's got a wonderful logo. It's got a little blue background with a red balloon, 99 left balloons. Nina, 1984, 1984, nurse. I don't know the years, Tim. Yeah. And uh, that was my thought process. Was it a good thought process? Eh. Like I said, I'd like to have it back. But what was it? What what, what would you do? I can't call it the Tim McKernan show. Right. So the only other name would be Balloon Party. It's either Tim McKernan show or Balloon Party. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how the name came to be. It still doesn't seem like it's holding weight with anybody, <laughs> but I just want to explain it on like a weekly basis. Uh, I will do that. Uh, and, uh, also coming up, I see that our friend 
friend of the presentation, who we were discussing yesterday. I was walking to the studio, the great Mike Ryder, executive yeah. producer of 101 ESPN, first class gentleman, uh, said, how about your buddy? And I said, what's going on? Patty Maroon. Oh, yeah. Big Two-year rig. extension with the Ning. This Patty Maroon, and the reason we were talking about him at the end of the show yesterday is because he's going to be in studio. He's coming into the Hubbard offices, and I imagine we'll have him come in studio. Uh, we were on the phone last week. We were talking about doing this podcast that I keep talking about. And really, at this point, I just need to stop talking about it. But since he just got this contract extension, we were on the phone, me, Tommy Mattern, and Pat last week. Tommy Mattern's in charge of programming here at Hubbard. And uh, we've been talking about doing this podcast. And Pat was saying, yeah, I'm hoping to get an extension done here soon. I'm like, all right, God bless. And then here, not even a week later, boom. This is a guy who, after... He won the cup with the Blues, wasn't even sure it was going to wind up happening. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, wasn't sure what was going to wind up happening, as of course none of us did. And now he's won two Stanley Cups since we did our interviews with David Freeze, Lance Berkman, and John Hamm. And who knows? He might win more. I don't know. Yeah. What if you had the Blues against the Ning Wow. in the Stanley Cup final? What would that be like? Wow. That'd be awesome. God, that'd be cool. I and I'll tell you that here's here's I'll play out the hand for you, action, Jackson. Yeah. Because I know you'd be watching the play-in game between the Nuggets and yeah, it depends what the programming was, but yeah, <laughs> I'd look alternately. Would the Nuggets and T Wolves possibly meet up? Nuggets are too good. Okay. But that's what you'd be watching. Yes. Even if the Blues were in Game Seven <laughs> at the Enterprise bad. Center. Maybe the first round when the play-in games were happening. So now there would be a delay. <laughs> I would bet. Blues fans would be driven up the wall by Maroon. It'd be a weird deal. You think? But he's the kind of guy who would get under your skin. You think like the players or like the fans? I think both of them. Really? Yes. He's he's that he's that guy for sure. Oh, I know. I mean, ask Brad you love him if he's on your team. Yeah. You hate him if he's not. He's like the epitome of that. So it would be brutal to have that go on. But I think he would kind of like it. And then he knows whenever it's over, he's he's always you know in the spot that he's in. I would rather light my, and I don't think I can say, I think I can say it on HD2, but I don't think I can <laughs> yeah. say it on real FM. I would rather light, and I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to edit on the fly, uh, my privates on fire, than listen to you spew garbage all morning. ESPN, please get somebody relevant for the show. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're looking for every morning. We need People to really hold us accountable. Jackson, if the Blues play the Lightning in the Cup Final, do you think Patrick Wall will be tending net? It's from the 636. I guess the Bruins would have to do some work at the trade deadline. Uh, I think the name is good, Tim. Strauss drove me nuts, but he was a smart guy, and it's a damn shame he's gone too soon. Creative and a great tribute to him. Uh, thank you. That's from the 314. That's the thing. I, I don't know how to describe it. But I, but I, I, uh, I, I don't know. What, I don't even know what you would call the responsibilities I had. You weren't. It was his. It was your mom who worked for the Post Dispatch mm-hmm. years ago. It was uh, was your mom at his memorial service? Do I you recall? don't believe they only worked together for a short amount okay. of time. But I don't believe she was there. She was close with some of the sports guys. Some not. Just depends on when they were there and how long. Um, the Strauss family asked me to handle the service and a bunch of people spoke and I handled the service and when I talked about him and this is how I would describe it and this is why I hold him in such high esteem and why I say it really hasn't necessarily been fully replaced credible dissenter 
Now anybody can scream right. social media. <laughs> And anybody really these days can do a show. You can broker time and do a show, and my goodness, what one out of three Americans has a podcast, I believe. Yeah, something like that. I think like that's that. the data. Yeah. So anybody can dissent, but can you be a credible dissenter? And then on the other side of it, once you actually establish credibility, and now at this point, Joe Strauss, when he passed away in his mid-late 50s, um, do you even want to mess with your credibility and you're kind of a made man by dissenting? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? 100%. So you have to choose twice to do the uncomfortable thing. You have to choose twice to take the road less traveled. And I respect that. That's why I say credible dissenter. And so from that standpoint, I think it was a it was a miss as a listener and a reader that he passed away, not just because for a lot of us who knew him, we lost a friend, but for a listener and a reader who did not know him, when the Rams moved to have him on that story would have been incredibly advantageous for St. Louis. Absolutely. So that's what I mean by credible dissenter. Um, When the Cardinals would be doing the song and dance that they've done at basically every trade deadline since he's passed away, uh, he would have been all over it. But it wouldn't have been like applause lines and looking for likes on Twitter because he didn't care. And I love that. Like, who cares? You don't like me. Piss off. Right. This is what I think. You don't like it? Fine. Disagree. That's cool. You want to personally attack me? Fine. Piss off. Doesn't matter. Game's over. So from that standpoint, that's that's what I miss. Because I don't think that that's really common. And I understand it because for me, at 45 years old, I'm on the other side of your generation which is only known existing in social media. Right, right. Not that it was prominent when you were born in 1998, but by the time you kind of came into your own and- Yeah, by and high school. Whether it be, yeah, middle school or, or high school. By high school, it was everything. Everything. Yeah. And so you don't know anything but the currency, both socially and financially, even though it doesn't really make you money, of likes. Yeah. And followers. Oh, yeah. And I just know from doing what I've done now for for 20 years, which might surprise some of you listening, that it doesn't matter. But it's become something that people write to or they cater their opinions or content to. And then it becomes people get filtered, manipulated messages. And the manipulated messages are there for likes. And therefore, the people don't get the truth. And that's why I hate it. That's why I hate it. That's why I really hate it. And I think that's why I hold Strauss in perhaps even a higher uh, stratosphere than I did when when he passed away, even though I thought the world of him then. So that is why I wanted to pay tribute to him. I could have paid tribute to him in a different way than naming the show Balloon Party. <laughs> you know what another one of his things was? Our Town. Oh, yeah. That would have been a better name. Hashtag I gotta be town. honest with you, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. Our Town would have been a better name. It would have been a better name. Yeah. But... It would have been a better name. Let's be honest with ourselves today. Let's say to the audience, Jackson, we're done lying. Okay. We're done. Promise. We've been lying for the first month of the show. A better name would have been Our Town. Admit in the text line, you hate me, but admit that Our Town would have been a better name. And therefore, even though you hate me, you agree with me, Our Town would have been a better name. And that was one of his things. Yeah, it was. I think him and Burwell had a segment called Our Town. Really? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But it was kind of done as a way to mock St. Louis. And as St. Louisans, we know this. We 
can mock St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But if you're not from St. Louis, as Strauss and Burwell were not, right. you cannot mock St. Louis. Mm. So the Our Town segment <laughs> didn't play as well. Caused some animosity. Yes, that is correct. But yeah, social media, man. It's changed the game. It's changed the game entirely. It's changed the game with which, which not only stories are covered, and again, I'm not limiting it to sports, but also I think it's changed the game for how long coaches last. Interesting. In a major way. Interesting. In a major way. I think that you would see coaches last longer. I don't know when you would want to consider the year. Like when we talk about the pandemic, people say March 2020. Not necessarily a specific date per Mm -hmm. se. March 12th would be the one I would maybe circle. It's when the NBA shut it down and then it was the domino effect for all the other sports. So what date you would say social media really became a monster part of day-to-day American life? I don't know. I mean, I created my Twitter account in 2009 and I tweeted probably 75% of my tweets in the first few years. And I used to tweet out like, hey, you know, going downstairs to have a drink at the sidebar. Anybody want to meet? That used to be my tweet. It was like I was using it as like a group text. I think you should bring that back. <laughs> no, we've uh, we've absolutely deleted texts. <laughs> we've absolutely deleted tweets. Yeah. Like, oh, can't believe I said that on Twitter. <laughs> I was in my 30s. I should have known better. But... Um, I, 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 let's, let's say for the sake of let's say it's been 10 years, even though I think that is a conservative estimate. And I would tell you coaches lasted longer, managers lasted longer pre-2012. And I'm not even saying let's go back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I'm saying 2002 to 2012 because executives get caught up in what you see, what is called as the mob mentality, which leads to, I think, cancel culture. Um, and that's what I think you have seen in sports. Now, we've joked around on TMA about Eli Drinkwitz being in the mix for the Auburn job. We don't really think that, although it would be outstanding from an (laughs) entertainment standpoint if you think that they're banty in Columbia, what it would be like if they introduced a guy who's one game under 500 in his two years in the SEC to go up against Nick Saban in the Iron Bowl and how that would play in Auburn. But nonetheless, just for the sake of the discussion, Auburn Auburn in Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee and Knoxville, Tennessee are like out-dueling each other for how quickly they can fire coaches. And it creates instability, but I think it happens in baseball. It happens, and it happens even more so in NBA and NHL. Yeah. And now you're starting to see it happen in the NFL, where a guy could go have and have a terrible first year and just be gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's you, you can see guys who have had great seasons get canned right after because they didn't win the championship. So it's 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 just it's something that personally, I understand it, and I'm not condemning it. I'm just making the acknowledgement. Okay, this has changed. This is going to continue to change. And here is why I think it is playing a role in this impact in culture, whether it be sports, entertainment, politics, that that is the game. And since it irritates me because I think it's created a lot of straw men, for example, it's created a lot of uh, good people getting taken out, uh, whether that be in broadcasting, whether that be in sports over crap that you know 10 years ago wouldn't have led to that outcome Uh, and then businesses feel pressured by nameless people hiding behind their anonymous cloaks that uh that it irritates me so therefore a credible dissenter is somebody who i hold in high esteem there it is jackson the name our town still would have been better (laughs) well it's balloon party and we're sticking with it i just got a text from a sponsor who says damn 
I totally would have sponsored Our Town. But I guess you win some and you lose some. Look at that. The name balloon party now has cost money. Maybe we could rename it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. We will, uh, let's see, I'll read these. Tim, I love you. Thank you. I like Balloon Party, but Hooterville Radio would have been good, too. Yeah, that's that's good what one. he called Lambert. <laughs> I'm going to do it, and I know you'll be honest with me. Yeah. Top 25 market with an airport that aesthetically is less appealing than Lambert. LaGuardia's got to be live. Yeah, Newark. Uh, it's the only two. Newark is, that's my, I don't like the Newark airport. I haven't been in Newark in a while. It seems like when I'm flying into New York, I'm in LaGuardia. Yeah. I, which I is alarming. Yeah. JFK is not much been better there either. in a few years, so it yeah. might, they might have done some upgrades. Yeah, I'm going to go Newark final answer. But then uh, not many. Lambert, not good. Tim, it's not our town. It's my town, see? Uh, that's from the 314. Yes, yeah. Tim, our town would have been much better. Yeah, it would have been. I agree. So I still could have paid tribute to Strauss, and it would have been a better name. I got to wear that. Yeah. Well, you win some, you lose some. Uh, if good broadcasters get let go, you two guys don't have anything to worry about. Thank you. It's from the 636. Reassuring. Uh, let's see. I loved Joe Strauss because I could never assume what his opinions would be on subjects, but I knew they would be smart and well thought out. Whether or not I agreed or disagreed, he always would make sense. Thanks. That's from Stepdad Gary. There you go. Yeah, I think that you, sums Stepdad it up. You, Stepdad Gary, have just summed up what I was attempting yeah. to say in 15 minutes but couldn't do, and you did it in one text. Yeah, that that's exactly right. Yep. And that's what I, that's what I value. That's what I value. Like, you look forward to, I mean, who's opening a newspaper these days, but going online and reading a story or somebody hosting a show, and you already know what the song and dance is going to be with 90% of people. You already know. Right. So, yeah, Strauss, you didn't know. And then, therefore, you're like, okay, this is what this guy's saying. I really think, credible to center, credible to center. All right, I've probably gone like three segments too long, so I got a break. Um, you're listening to Balloon Party, also known as Doing Business as Our Town <laughs> on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan. Action Jackson, getting ready for a Sports Center update. Yep. Getting loose. How do you feel about it today? Uh, you know, pretty good. We got there's a lot of action tonight. Some NBA trade deadline news. You really, you're in full on troll mode. I've, I'm, I'm leaning into being the heel. You, you're comfortable with this. It's Usually a new role. It's something that you have to. As I was saying to you during the commercial break. Yeah. Said, unfortunately, I've been reading this stuff about myself for 23 years. Psychologically, you know, you yeah. kind of. I've been reading it for as long as you've been alive. Right. The fact that you're already getting to where I am at 23. In a way, I'm happy for you, but in a way, I'm very sad for you. I hear you. I, I think, you know. You're grown up, you're grown up, up, and you're all grown up. up. Exactly. Good or bad? Good. Thank you. Love swingers. Um, but I think a heel's a good, I, I'm trying to show a little range. I'm trying to, you know, work my my muscles here. So I think being a heel could be interesting. Your thoughts on Jackson working his muscles? Text in the Air Comfort <laughs> Service text line 65780. Zero. Jackson, Bills, over, under tonight, 143. What you got? Billikens, LaSalle. I know you've uh, been studying game film on uh, LaSalle. Uh, what do you see? Sloop plays a pretty uh, a pretty slow-tempo game, so I'm going to have to say under. 
if that really is the number, that was my inclination just right out of the gate is that right. that strikes me as high, but right. I didn't check it to verify it. I don't know if that's if that is the number, but if that is the number, I like the under slew plays of slowed down game. They like to get it in Yuri's hands and have him bring the ball up. They run a really good half court offense. So I would say probably I don't know anything about LaSalle. I'll be honest. You know, I don't want to say I know. It's big of you. I've been watching LaSalle for, for years it's now. It's a very but, transparent moment in the show's history. Right. Jackson right. has come clean that he has not studied LaSalle. No, but I've seen SLU and they slow it down a little bit. So I would say under most likely. I am looking for it on my score app. Here we go. Billikens minus eight and the totals 143. Nicely done, Texter. You're right. Yeah, I'm on the under. Uh, Jackson has released a play. Uh, how are we doing on Predictionary? Because I'm yeah. only a week away from getting yet another one, and I think I'm going to be four and one. Yes, you will be four and one. If, That's eighty percent. If the uh, I take these predictions seriously, I don't want to just get. To me, so often another revisiting kind of the mission statement of Balloon Party now doing business is our town. Uh, sports media predictions. If a sports talk radio host makes a prediction and happens to hit it, which is probably usually around 40% of the time, the audience will hear about that forever. If the sports talk radio host gets the prediction wrong, which therefore on the opposite end would be 60% of the time, the move is to act like it never happened. I think you're actually three and two. What you, are you talking about? What you, is this about? Drop you, out of this. You entered Bengals Chiefs over 54. Yeah, you're right, but still you're wrong. <laughs> and then Webb Simpson. But when spring training I'll comes be four in, and two. Right, well, it'll be four and two. I, I am one and one. I remember talking about that going, it's such a square play. Right. And by square, I mean obvious, like something a losing better would bet. Right. I have a friend who has turned into, you know, a millionaire, actually, be real blunt about it with uh, Daily Fantasy really more than gambling, but the way he wins at Daily Fantasy is by running simulations of games. What was the one that he sent me and said, oh, 71% of the time, so I've got to tell you about it. 71% of the time, this is how it works. This is how these guys, their minds work. Right. Because I there are a couple of plays on the uh, Rams and Bengals that strike me as obvious. I actually will be able to go into some math on it. But how these guys win at Daily Fantasy is they build algorithms and then they run simulations, which is why they win. Yeah. And so he knows that I like to talk about wagering, and and he said, yeah, I've got the Chiefs' uh, Bengals being 34-30, so therefore, you know, pretty healthy margin on that that 54% or 54-point total. But he said 71% of the time, if you tease the Bengals getting, and I think, what were the Bengals getting in that game? Seven and a half, I think? So you Seven, could get, I believe. You could get up to 13. Obviously, they won, so it doesn't matter. But you right. could, And then you could tease the total down to 48. That's the way a teaser works. Six points either way on the total and the side. Uh, it covers. So it's never absolute. Um, but if you are at 71% confidence level on a play, right. You're you're obligated, just like if you were investing in something, you're yeah. obligated to allocate some dollars toward that because you're going to hit it seven plus percent, of, you know, seven times out of ten. And, you know, it did, but it didn't cover the non-teased total. And so I thought to myself, why didn't I do that? Because he <laughs> yeah. told me it was 71 percent, 71 percent. Also uh, ending uh, his career uh, a couple of weeks ago, Tom Brady. And I don't know what's going on here. But he says he's not necessarily done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said that. Where'd he, this come from? He it was either on his podcast or a different. It was show. on his was, podcast. Yeah. So he's a Let's just, Go podcast that he does with Jim Gray. Uh, I'm. He says 
he's happy with his decision to retire and looking forward to doing things other than football. But he also said never say never when asked about potentially returning to the NFL. Quote, I'm just going to take the things as they come. I think that's the best way to put it. And I don't think anything, you know, you never say never, he told Jim Gray on their podcast, which is called Let's Go. Uh, because balloon party was taken. At the same time, I know that. I feel very good about my decision. I don't know how I'll feel six months from now. I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And again, I think it's not looking to reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. But at the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what challenges there are going to be in life. Again, I loved playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing. That's as honest as I can be with you there. I, I, all right, I get, I get the answer. I get the answer. It's an honest answer. It's a really right. honest answer. I do think that's an honest answer. This is this is so selfish and I don't even know. I, I guess I'll use the term wrong. But I don't like when people come out of their retirements. I don't like it either. But at the same time, it's like, who am I to even say that I don't like it? You know? Right. So... I don't sit here now in 2022 and go, well, Michael Jordan was great, but remember the Wizards years? Or Michael Jordan was great, but how about some of his drafts, you know? Yeah. So if somebody wants to keep playing, or I don't go Brett Favre, and I immediately think of the Jets. (laughs) No. I do sometimes think of those weird Jets uniforms he would wear with the team. The Vikings, where he almost got the uh, the Saints. Yeah. So in the whole scheme of things, but I think in the moment... It's like, okay, you have this celebration. It was like a, as close to a perfect ending as, as it could be in losing a game. I mean, coming back from 27-3 to three to beat a team that winds up winning the conference. Tip of the cap. Right. And then it's kind of ruined, but I don't know. The, the, the fake retirement, I'm back. The retirement, I'm back. I think, I, I think that irritated people with the Favre thing, but I don't know if people think about it now. I remember when Joe Buck did his show, and it was a big deal to get Favre on his show on HBO. Now, certainly the Artie Lang interview became the thing that got more attention. But the same night, Favre was on the show, and it was a big deal at the time because Favre was in and out of retirement. And I think people got exhausted by Favre being in and out of retirement. Now, the only people who can go in and out of retirement are the people who are usually Hall of Famers. Right. You know, if Ty Wigington said, I'm thinking about making a comeback— I don't know how many Cardinal fans would go, oh, well, <laughs> should we should we look into this? <laughs> so it's going to be a Brady, a Favre, a Jordan who can who can do this thing. But, you know, it's you have the celebration, you tip your cap, they ride off into the sunset. And I think part of it is for people who are a little older than me, uh, they don't want to see Willie Mays fumbling around in the outfield. Yeah. I you know, that. yeah, you don't want to see that. I think locally you could say now we didn't experience it in St. Louis, but Albert Pools and his first 10 years versus what it's been like yeah, over five. the last few. Yeah, you know, definitely. But in the whole scheme of things, once you take yourself away from that, you don't go, well, the first 10 years of his career in St. Louis have been tarnished by what happened no. because of the last few years in Anaheim. Right, and, right. But sometimes you have to put the qualifier of like the Cardinals, Albert Pujols, when you're talking about his greatness, as opposed to just saying, Albert Pujols, because it's two different. It's essentially two different eras of a of a player. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So so you sometimes have to qualify. Tim, how do you think Blaine Gabbert feels blowing in the wind uh, with Brady leaving him that way? Thanks. That's from the three one four. Yeah. Wonder what his Blaine grandma thinks. Gabbert. Uh, I'm an opportunist. I'm an opportunistic. Uh, profanity. <laughs> nice edit. 
Yep. And I realize the Bucks won't be good. However, if I find a team that has a chance to win, Tim, that's what that statement meant. Uh, maybe Tom Brady is going to Brett Favre for the next five years. That's from the 573. Uh, sorry, guys, Jackson. SLU does not slow it down. They are the 23rd highest scoring team in the NCAA this year. LaSalle will slow it down. Yeah, Jackson, thought, how do you feel about that? I, thought I, I am I am transparent with the audience, unlike you, right. who of course is a total fraud. And I say I am not engaged in college basketball. You fancy yourself? You've called yourself actually uh, the Dick Vitale of 101 ESPN, and here you are talking about how you love the under on SLU and LaSalle, and you say those teams don't score a lot of points, and and now we have this evidence sent in that I can't verify because I won't take the time to do it, but I'm going to go with it because it makes you look badly that St. Louis University actually is the 23rd highest scoring team in college basketball. Okay, I just brought up the Kempom rankings, and the SLU Billikens are 123rd in adjusted tempo. What do you have to say to this texture? Well, I mean, that's there it is. That's what I was basing it off of. I've, I'm a Kempom rating guy through and through. Clip that off. And SLU is 50th at the moment, and but they are 123rd in adjusted tempo. Jackson, quit using your NBA gum muscle. Basketball sucks. That's from Big Al. Man, you're taking it from all directions this morning. Look at this. Yeah, and uh, oh, listen, look at this. I got a, a text right it's gonna here. It's be difficult for those listening to the radio to look at it, but I'll, I'll right. describe it as vividly as I can. SLU has, they have some, some outliers with beating Harris Stowe, and they scored 130 points. Wow, and now you're going after Harris Stowe. First all of 618, <laughs> yeah, and so, now Harris Stowe. Right, so that's going to— 65780. That's going to raise your high. So, so you look at the Ken Palm ratings. Take that. I've, I've made my point now. Uh, let's see. It was like watching Shaq bounce around to Phoenix, Boston, and Cleveland at the end of his career. It wasn't coming back out of retirement, but as a fan of his, it made me wish he would hang it up instead, just be a shell of himself. Yeah, that's, that's a good, nice. That's a good one. That's but he was nice good one. on Phoenix. He had some. He was a. He was at some points effective on Phoenix. But yeah, I absolutely hear what you're saying there. But also, like, like you said, doesn't no one ever has to qualify Shaq? When you say Shaq, you think of him in the Lakers and the Heat and the Magic. You don't really ever think of him on the Cavaliers. Uh, you boys think the Bucks will give Joe Germain or Tony Bank a look? That's from Al in Dadeville. Probably Tony Bank. You think Felony would be in camp? <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, you're wrong. Uh, it doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer. When Mark Mulder tried to make a comeback, this city was a buzz. Thanks. That's from Roger Sweetwood. Well, you, you look at just uh, on the uh, in Chicago, Tony Russo. In the Hall of Fame and then comes back out of retirement. Hall of Fame wasn't happy about that. No, they Hall were not. Hall of Fame was not happy about that. That's no. legitimate that the Hall of Fame was not happy no, they about were. that. And he had the perfect, essentially, if you were to qualify it, it's the perfect ending. He won the World Series and retired. Uh, let's see. Jackson, you suck. <laughs> if you want to get your text read, that's how I, my eyes automatically go to it. If it says, Tim, you suck, just know that it's going to be in my head for the next week. Right. Jackson, you suck, and Brady was dominant last year. He wouldn't fall off a cliff threesome DeRozan ball and Zach what did I just read see the text inbox I think that was the other text <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't fall off a cliff I don't know what that means we talk about Jordan Spieth with his aggressive shot on number eight well I think they're talking about DeMar DeRozan what is going on all I know is you are slandering the St. Louis University offense right here on balloon party DBA our town there's nothing wrong and... with slowing it down 
Uh, guys, Jim Edmonds bounced around at the end, and that was kind of disappointing. That's from the 3140. Bounced around the National League Central. He made a stop yeah. with everybody minus the Pirates. Right. He really did. Right. Didn't he? But he also went to the Padres, too? Two months. Yeah. Two months. Uh, Jackson sucks. Tim's takes are scorching. There you go. Now you see how you can be read on 101 ESPN. There it is. The recipe <laughs> has been cooked. Uh, speaking of Jackson sucking, it's almost time for a Sports Center <laughs> update. You are listening to Balloon Party DBA Our Town on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I've got to hold you accountable here. What just happened? Well, you, I, had a, you had a whole you had a whole thing planned out. I with did that sports center update. I did, that, and uh, that I think lasted approximately seven and a half seconds. <laughs> if somebody were to do a well, I was going to announce about uh, the Blazers sending C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans, but there was a lot more players than I anticipated involved in the trade. Some of which I can't pronounce their names, so I was trying to kind of get some shorthand words done. And I couldn't get it done in time, and all of a sudden I heard the Sports Center music start to play, so I had to bail I on it. I knew something went wrong there. But the Blazers are uh, getting Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, Nickel Walker, oh, Alexander. Listen, listen, everybody, do you hear that? Everybody's switching the station right now. D.D. Lozanda, and they're getting uh, first round, second round picks for C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. Lost the entire audience right there. Well, if they were, if there was any to begin with, right. Uh, also, uh, yeah, yeah, listen, it's wonderful that the Explorers are hosting the Billikens tonight. And it's wonderful that Missouri is traveling to Jackson's favorite floor in college basketball, Vanderbilt's elevated floor, which is, is kind favorite. of like the lifts I wear on my shoes. Right. But how can you not mention the number 13 team in the country traveling to Purdue, the number three team in the country in your sport. Now I do feel like you are trolling the audience and the 618. You are anti-618. It is a miss in the St. Louis metropolitan area sports coverage to not talk about Illinois. And this is coming from a guy who almost graduated from Missouri. And you didn't even include them in your Sports Center update, but you were going to weave in the C.J. McCollum trade. Like I said, I'm leaning into becoming a heel. That's what you're doing. And you have to, and uh, the first step in that is not mentioning the Illini once again, and instead mentioning a trade involving C.J. McCollum to, and a bunch of players that no one's ever heard of uh, heading out to New Orleans. New rule, minimum of 10-second sports updates. That's a, that's a fair point. But like or I, maybe he's just saying maximum. I don't know, 636. I added in minimum, but maybe he meant maximum. Uh, from the 260, I'm still listening. Jackson sucks, go Illini. That's from the 618. <laughs> I legitimately, we were asked this on the podcast like a week or two ago. And I've said this, because I, th- I feel like I could be off on this. How much time do I have? I know I probably have like a minute. You tell me when I need to break, and I'll do it. Got it. Okay. Or just turn off my mic. Right. And do what many people in the area would like to do themselves. The, I think it's like Missouri fans in Kansas City, they identify certain sports talk show hosts as, oh, well, he's a KU guy or he's a K-State guy, and that they don't feel like they get fair coverage. And I, I think when it gets down to that, I don't think it's some kind of like cable news bias. I think it's something that if you are a host who went to that school, understandably, you're going to be more interested in those teams. Right. But that doesn't mean you're anti. But from a business model standpoint, I say this sincerely, it's confused me over the years how Illinois doesn't get the, the, an amount of coverage that, that Missouri does. 
right. you could say, well, St. Louis is in Missouri. And I go, okay, that's, you know, it's high-level stuff. <laughs> yeah, nice geography. But the region includes the Metro East, just like the region includes St. Charles County and Jefferson County. And at this point, even further points northwest, east, south. So I just, I feel like it's a miss. And while my allegiance, if the two were playing, would absolutely be to Missouri, as a guy who went to school at Missouri, I really do feel like Illinois gets ignored. Now, I don't know what you're doing with these Sports Center updates anyway. Just in general, I'm anti your Sports Center updates. I'm anti the dramatic pause. It's like Jim Rome reading an email. <laughs> Brack them. <laughs> it's like when I'm interviewing Ken Rosenthal. I'm like, I think he's done. Ken Rosenthal. And then he continues. Like, ah. <laughs> No, I, I But listen, you didn't even include the biggest game of the night locally is Illinois and Purdue. Listen, as much as I want to lean into my new heel role, I have a lot of love for the state of Illinois and the Illini. My dad, my brother, my sister, most of my family is from Illinois. Oh, I didn't know that. Fun oh, yeah. facts are known tell. It's get to know the host day. Yeah, I have my I have a lot of roots in Illinois and I love Illinois. And I hope nothing but the best for the Illini, except when they play the Tigers. Uh, what I hope if they, they were playing the Billikens? That's a good question. I'd probably root for the Billikens. Okay. But um, but I like the I like the Illini and I love I love the state of Illinois. I, I, I love to play golf in Illinois. So <laughs> that's my that's my official stance on the state of Illinois is that I love the state of Illinois. But d- during the hours of ten to eleven, they are my number one enemy. I'm actually happy Jackson doesn't mention Illinois because Tanner mentions Illinois too much. So that's your balance. Oh, it's play. like an offset. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice little offset. Uh, guys, who cares about the Rust Belt Conference? <laughs> Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, who cares? It's from the five something. I got to tell you something. The I don't Rust know what Belt year Conference. it was. What year did Nebraska go to the Big Ten? Ooh. I'm going to I'm gonna say 2010 and give or take. Give me, if you could, a two-year berth. Well, I, I just, know it wasn't 2012 because that's when Missouri started in the SEC. Yeah, I feel like in 2011, Mizzou played Nebraska. I don't know they why. They definitely played them in 2010, the week after they beat Oklahoma. I remember I that. Feel... They beat Oklahoma the week college game day was in town. Blaine Gabbert, second mention in the show today, yeah. uh, led the Tigers. Jarrell Jackson, how do you do? And uh, and they won. Alden Smith. Yeah, Alden Smith. What about, you weren't in school then, you were 12. No. John no. McGaffey with the opening kickoff return, that's when I felt Faroe Field shake. It's not why I'm talking about it, though. I'm talking about it because at the time, I really wanted Missouri to join the Big Ten. That's what I wanted. Oh, But yeah. now, because that was being talked about, but now... Now, that would have been great for Missouri-Illinois. And I would tell you, Illinois fans, who Jackson has made it clear he hates you, (laughs) I would tell you, Illinois fans, that you would get more attention locally if Missouri was in the same conference. I think the reason why college sports rivalries are better in Kansas City than they are, in my opinion, in St. Louis is because KU, K-State, and Missouri are all, or were all, in the same conference for so many years. And that is how you have a rivalry. St. Louis University doesn't have a football team. Uh, Illinois and Missouri are all in different conferences, and so that's why it isn't as intense over here as it was or as it is in Kansas City. So I think that, but now with the benefit of knowing that Missouri could go to the SEC, my goodness, am I grateful that that's what wound up happening. Either way, I didn't want to be in the Big 12 anymore. Right, right. I, I still don't get that. I think that's a Kansas City thing, and if you live on the west side of the state because of the Kansas City thing. But how can you look at the schools and the programs and the cities you travel to and the weather in the Big 12 and go, I'd rather be there than the SEC? I mean, the SEC is is where you want to be. Right. Nice. That rhymed. The iambic pentameter wasn't strong, but maybe if they want to change from it just means more to the SEC is where you want to be. You can see if we can 
and credit us, please. down at Armstrong. Credit us as our town. That wrapped up. Uh, yeah, we are, we have switched to the name. Our DBA is our town. <laughs> uh, we have what your grandma think. We patented that as well. Uh, that's coming up momentarily. Uh, Jackson, the six one eight still loves and appreciates you. That being said, slew at six, Illini at eight, Mizzou at eight. Should be a fun night. That's from Scott's wrinkled ball sack making his first appearance on Balloon Party. Best DBA, text I've town. read all day. Uh, Alden Smith and I had to grade each other's English papers. Nice guy then. Yep. All right. You know what? I enjoy a good fun fact. I enjoy a brief anecdote. They are wonderful. Feel free to share yours. Who cares? Go Spartans. That's from the 314. I'm from Illinois. It sucks a lot. Don't like anything from this crap hole. That's oh, from no. the 618. Illinois great. Jackson, Illinois doesn't like you. Stay out. Well, that's fair. I guess I've earned that one. Tim, we should get you an honorary degree from Mizzou. I agree with you. I think a statue would be more, more like A very small statue. Yes. <laughs> well, they'll have you sitting down. <laughs> yeah. With my lift, you'll see the lifts. <laughs> right. Wow, why are his the heels of his shoes are so thick? Fashionable. Uh, it's, it's, uh, let's see what we got. We got uh, what's your grandma say? And who do we have uh, on this one? What's Jimmy your grandma Butler. think? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, holding Jackson just accountable. trying to force feed the NBA yeah. into this show. Big Al, what do you think of that? Jackson's trying to force feed the NBA into the show. He's even now ruining what your grandma think. It's coming up next. This is Balloon Party, DBA Our Town on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or, I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? All right, Jackson, what NBA soundbite do we have today? So this is back when Jimmy was on the... uh, Jimmy Butler was on the Wolves. Oh, my goodness. And he... kind of went after a reporter because he got blocked and then LeBron had a game-winning shot after Jimmy got blocked and this was his response to the question. No, I just knew he was going to block it so I put it up there for him to just... Well, no, that's not what I meant. I thought, I mean, it looked like you had beaten your guy is what I'm asking. I'm not trying to be smart. I'm not, I mean, I I would never shoot a shot. I don't think I would make it. Okay. I didn't see him. The key to that was the good question right at the end. It sounded like a nice, sincere exchange, and then he got him with a good question right at the end. Yeah. Nice Sports Center update. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Tim, I just stalked your Instagram. Your family is better looking than it sounds like you deserve. Congratulations. That's from Honest Avenue. That's kind of (laughs) smart. Well, honestly, Honest Avenue is right on target. I mean, that's a tough but fair analysis. And I know a lot of people, when they meet me and my wife, are going, huh. It's just like a Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> All right, uh, we're we're late. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next. Do I have anything else that I need to do, or uh, we nope, uh, we'll wrap it up? All right, there it is. Uh, that'll do it for Balloon Party DBA Our Town on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.